Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you can join us today at Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'll be your host today. Uh, as we've been doing every week, let me just take a minute and share a little information on, with you. As we're just getting started with our podcast, we want you to be familiar with who we are. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook. Uh, also, our website is empoweringlifeministries.com. Uh, you can go on there. There's a lot of things you can find um, where we're going to be preaching at, our itinerary. Uh, you can also have my book, From Glory to Glory, on there, and that's available to you. If you want to give a donation, you can also do that on our website. And and I do want to ask you again, if you would, please give us a rating on this podcast because that's going to help us to enlarge our audience and the listeners that we have. Um, those of you who have been listening, uh, I'm teaching out of the book of Romans and Paul's epistle to the Romans. And I started out just giving you some information about uh, the book as far as the, where Paul's letter was written from and information about the time of the writing where it took place. And I'm still in uh, the very first verse. Uh, I think this is the fifth or sixth. I think it's the sixth podcast I've done on this. So I don't know if I'll make it all the way through the entire chapter <laughs> doing these podcasts, but uh, we'll just follow the Spirit of the Lord and see where we go with that. Uh, we've got down to the place to where it talks about Paul was set apart to preach the gospel, uh, the good news of and from God, and I'm reading that part of it out of the Amplified Bible is why I'm speaking it that way. And uh, we looked and started talking about the different aspects of the gospel, and I'm I'm going to cover those going through this, so uh, if you're in a hurry to get through this, um, I apologize because we're going to go slow and try to get the information because we need an understanding of the Word of God. We need to be able to be good stewards of the Word, and we need to know how to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And some of the different aspects of the Gospels teaches us the different ways that we present the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we've already looked into the Gospel of Christ. We looked into the Gospel of Salvation. And finished, uh, the last uh, message we had was on the Gospel of the Grace of God. And today we're going to start in the Gospel of the Kingdom. But the last thing we talked about on the gospel of the grace of God, I want you to realize that grace is what empowers us to do the work of the ministry we have. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, the apostle Paul said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But listen how this reads. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. And you know, Paul understood, even though he was laboring, it was the grace of God that was really doing the work through him. We need God's grace. It's, it, to me, grace is the ability to live an overcoming life. That's what grace does with us. And uh, so uh, I love the message of grace. I believe it's a, a powerful, powerful word during this hour right now. Matter of fact, the next book I've got coming out, the title of it is Navigating Grace. Because with anything, uh, any revelation that comes and and comes into the body of Christ, the church starts walking with it. A lot of things uh, kind of get out of balance sometimes. And there's a lot of things being said about grace uh, that's really just taking it really out of context of what that grace is. And uh, 
I, I, that book's going to speak on some of those things. We're going to be in a lot of a lot of different areas in that. Uh, hopefully, in the next uh, few months, I'm going to have that come out and be printed and everything be ready. And I hope you get it because we'll try to speak to some of those things. But today, we're going to get into the gospel of the kingdom, and I love the message of the kingdom. In Matthew 24 and 14, it says this, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And I remember growing up in Pentecostal church and and not saying anything bad about the Pentecostal church. I thank God for my experience there and learning about the baptism and the Holy Ghost and all the, the power gifts and things along that line. But I'll be honest with you, coming up, I never, just coming up in the Lord, I never really heard much at all about the kingdom of God, much less the good news of the kingdom of God. It was uh, something until I really uh, came into this kingdom message, it was really something that wasn't even a thought in my mind. Uh, most of the things had a dispensational background, and most of those things, you know, was always going to be sometime in the future. And And when he says here, then shall the end come. I always thought it's talking about, well, it's the end of the world. That's, you know, Jesus comes back and that's what that's talking about. But, you know, that's not at all what these scriptures are talking about. In this Olivet Discourse that Jesus is bringing here, uh, we find a timeline in verse 34 where he says that this generation wouldn't pass away till all these things would be fulfilled. And that generation was in first century generation. The end of the age is what he's speaking there. It's the end of the age of the old covenant. Uh, that was what was going to come to an end. And uh, this gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations. And you know, we're still preaching the gospel of the kingdom today. This might be a new concept for you that uh, you don't really understand or hadn't really been taught about. You know, when um, when we don't really understand something, you know, uh, we just don't we just don't know it. I mean, you can't you can't expect something out of somebody until they have an understanding of what things are about. And uh, really, the kingdom too. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about the kingdom because a lot of people think about the kingdom being a big palace and you know and God sitting on a high back chair, you know, ruling the world <laughs> and and running His kingdom. It really is not speaking of that. In Romans fourteen and seventeen, it says, "For the kingdom of God's not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy." And we find that in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. You want to know if you're living in the kingdom, then you've got righteousness working out of your life. If you're living in the kingdom, you've got joy happening in your life. If you want to know you're living in the kingdom, you're living in a place of peace and rest in the things of God. In Psalm 22 and 28 says, For the kingdom is the Lord's, and He's the governor among the nations. In Psalm 103 and 19, it says, The Lord has prepared His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. Hebrews chapter 12, 28 and 29 says this, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and with godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. And you know, I want to take a minute 
and I want to get into this. I probably won't get to do it today, but I'm going to read from the Passion Translation so you can get a better understanding of what this kingdom, amen, that's being given to us. We receive the kingdom, and this kingdom can't be moved. And really what this is speaking about is speaking about the new covenant that's being fulfilled. Uh, in the Passion Translation, it says this, and I'm going to begin back in verse 23, chapter 12 of Hebrews 23 through 29. It says, As many members of the church of the firstborn, all our names have been legally registered as citizens of heaven. And we have come before God who judges all and who lives among the spirits of the righteous who have been made perfect in his eyes. We have come to Jesus to establish the new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat, blood that continues to speak from heaven, forgiveness, a better message than Abel's blood that cries from the earth, justice. Make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide. So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven? The earth was rocked at the voice, or excuse me, at the sound of his voice from the mountain. But now he's promised once and for all, I'll not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. Now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking, that is, the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we're receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is a holy, devouring fire. <laughs> I hate to stop at this place today, but you'll join me with the next podcast. We'll get into that and look and see exactly what all these things are speaking about. We'll look back in the old covenant to prophecies that took place uh, speaking to this kingdom coming. God bless you. Hope you have a great day.